When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. are listening to The Therapy Podcast with your host, Shloimi Balsam. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Therapy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. We are going to begin today with hardcore step one mental health topics. Until now, we did self-sanity and you need to be sane in order to help others Obviously, um, so I, I I have no regrets. But now we're gonna deal with more uh, what you would expect to find on a therapy podcast. Let's begin with ground floor basics. If I were to ask you, what is the most essential, the most essential aspect of counseling, of helping someone, um, what would you say? If you have any experience at all, if you've, if you, even if you're just a good friend or if you have a good, you will agree with me when I say empathy. What is empathy? Good question. Let's start with a definition. We tried defining. I think we originally planned on doing a definition every episode. I'm just going to do it whenever it feels right. Empathy is feeling what someone else is feeling. That is empathizing. If you are talking to someone and you could just look into their eyes, it's all vibes and very sensitive, delicate feelings. But if you are talking to someone and they are empathizing, you can just feel it. And we're going to try to discuss, discuss today a little bit about the importance of empathy and how to actually be that guy who can give over that feeling. Carl Rogers said... When someone really hears you, without passing judgment on you, without taking responsibility for you, without trying to mold you, it feels good. That is the key. Empathy feels amazing. Especially if you are a professional counselor or therapist or psychotherapist or anyone who is dealing with the field of psychology, You want your client to feel good. Someone who's down and depressed doesn't believe in themselves. It will be incredibly challenging to try to make progress. But empathy is the key to re-envisioning your world, yourself, and being able to go from there to uh, take steps forwards uh, with your new perspective, your perception. All right. Um... Let's learn about attending and being empathetic. It's defined as supporting your clients with individually and culturally appropriate verbal following, visuals, vocal quality, body language, and facial expression. All of those things are key elements to creating that vibe. 
Listening is the core skill of attending behavior. There is a master skill of listening. Very rarely will you be praising someone. I mean, you know, he's brilliant. He's smart. He's funny. He's good looking. He's great at sports. He's great at this. He's great at that. How often do you hear someone be called a master listener? There is a, a skill which is developable. It's not something some people have it naturally, but anyone can be an attentive listener. Where when you talk to them, you can feel them listening. That's our goal. To be an active listening, not a passive listening. What's the difference? How the guy feels about it. How does the guy who's talking to you, how does he feel? Does he feel like he is being listened to? We're like, hey, what am I supposed to do? So there are, there are keys to be able to make them feel like they are being listened to. Number one, eye contact. When someone's talking to you, look at them. I'm not going to give you an amount of seconds to make eye contact. I'm not going to give you a time lapse. It's all, it's all a sensitivity. And, and uh, you do need a certain social prowess to be able to understand like when you should be making eye contact and when it's just getting uncomfortable and like, okay, that's too close, back out. But there should definitely be eye contact as much as possible without being uncomfortable. Then there's uh, vocal qualities, communicating warmth and showing interest in the tone of your voice, the way that you're speaking more than just your words. Here's a little exercise. There's a sentence. I'm going to give you a couple of words. I am really interested in what you have to say. Good. I'm really interested in what you have to say. That one sentence. See how many different ways you can say that sentence. And if you record it, you can hear, I mean, I'm, I'm recording this, so I'll have this opportunity. Record it yourself. Pull out your phone. Say this sentence a few times with different intonations, with different feelings. And really focus on what you're saying, what it means, and then mean it. And listen to the difference in just the way that you said the same words. Okay, if I start off saying a flat, if I'm just quoting it, you know, I'm really interested in what you have to say. Okay. True, but how do you feel about that? But if I were to lean forward, this is already uh, um, body language, so uh, let's take that out for a second. In just these words, I'm really interested in what you have to say. I'm really interested in what you have to say. Or you can emphasize the interest. I'm really interested in what you have to say. In what you have to say. You are saying things. Do this a couple of times. Um, feel free to pull out any other uh, phrase that you'd like to play with. But realize the power of the intonation, the way that you're saying it. Number three, there's verbal tracking. What is verbal tracking? That's when you stick a pin in what the client is saying. Your client is telling you about his relationship with his father. Don't change the subject. What he's talking about is the subject. If there's something else that you want to investigate, if you're trying to do some sort of a, a system therapy, which God willing, we'll have a, uh, an episode on in the future. And so you really want to get a whole rounded picture of what's going on in this client's life. 
That's not the topic. The topic is whatever he is talking about right now. And you really have a limited leeway as to how far you can drag the topic off of what exactly he's speaking about. For example, a relationship between you know father and son is vast. But if he's specifically talking about uh, how my father disciplined me, don't stray from that area. Investigate it till the end and let him express himself to the fullest. That is the topic right now. Did, did his father hit him? Did his father uh, emotionally abuse him? Did his father uh, say, I love you? Were there terms of endearment also? How did he respond to them? Did he, uh, did he say, I love you back? How did he feel about those interactions? It's easy for someone who is going into an hour-long conversation unprepared to think, Dear Lord, what are we going to talk about for an hour? The truth is that's not really your job. Your job is definitely not to fill time. Your client is walking in with years to unpack. An hour is not nearly enough. Your job is to help them unpack that. Because if you ever uh, meet someone after a long time, right? Let's say uh, you haven't seen someone all day. Right? You come home at night and uh, your spouse asks you, how was your day? So you say, good. Then a few hours later, you're like, oh, you know what actually would happen? Oh, yeah. And on my way here and on my way there and while I was speaking to someone, I had this crazy thought. Slowly it starts unpacking as time goes on. If you come home over the weekends, you walk through the door and like, how was your week? Great. Same response, yet there's an entire week instead of a day in that same answer. Your job as a therapist is to unpack it. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've had this experience meeting a friend that you haven't seen in years. I mean, we're talking about 10, 15 years. Lord knows what has happened in the interim. And when they ask you, oh my gosh, what's been going on? How are you? It's the same answer. It's great. Things are good. I had a wonderful day, I had a wonderful week, I had a wonderful last 10 years. There is so much to unpack. You can speak for hours about the last five minutes of your life. If you had, you know, you met a celebrity, someone who you wanted to meet your entire life, you sat down and you talked to them for five minutes. And then someone asks you, how are you? You can speak for hours about the last five minutes. Not every five minutes of your life is going to be that exciting and you won't be able to spend you know an hour talking about the nap that you just took but your client is walking in with a life an entire life to discuss help him unpack it stay on topic and he will feel like you are in it with him if you change the topic then whatever he was just talking about was minimized he's talking about his relationship with his father stick with that he's talking about the way his father disciplined him, that is where you are and that's what you want to know about, every aspect of it. Put yourself in his shoes. Imagine what he's describing. Try as hard as you can to feel what he's feeling. You have nowhere else to go. You have nothing. You have nothing better to do right now than to feel what he's feeling. Put in your maximum effort. And last, we have body language. You have facial expressions. The danger in discussing body language and facial expression is 
it sounds like acting. If it is acting, then you run into a tremendous amount of issues because no one, no one, the greatest liar in the world can be seen through. You can't be acting. It must be genuine. Yet, there are certain body expressions which can be essential to building trust. If you want to show your interest, you face your client squarely. You shouldn't be you know, turning your head to see him. If you lean slightly forward with an expressive face, use some encouraging gesture like, you know, nodding. You, you, you know, they, they say, uh, women really want to express themselves to their husbands and they want to be heard. When uh, giving advice to husbands, I heard a certain uh, marriage counselor say, I have five magic keywords that will drastically improve your communication with your with your wife. Here they go. It's uh-huh, hmm, oh, wow, cool. I don't, know if, I don't think cool, I just stuck in cool myself. The point is, give these little, little, that's not even a gesture, that's uh, uh that's a, uh, it's, it's even like a mini response. It's an encouragement. And uh, especially critical, smile, show the warmth and the interest in the client. In the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, there's an entire chapter on smiling. People, smile. There is nothing, nothing that is, that just the, the ratio of effort to the uh, amount that you will gain from a smile is ginormous. It takes very little effort to smile. Make that, if, if you are not a smiley person right now, this should be your first task. Walk over to the closest mirror and dear Lord, smile your face away. It feels weird in the beginning. Do it enough until it feels natural. Do it in a way, close your eyes, smile, open your eyes. Does that look natural? What can you change to make it look more natural? Get your eyes involved. Smiling actually makes you happy. A smile spurs a very powerful chemical reaction in your brain. Neurotransmitters called endorphins are released when you smile. Even if it's fake, your brain cannot differentiate between a real and a fake smile. It just interprets the position of your face to mean, oh, I'm happy. Okay. You actually begin feeling the expression that you are expressing. So, so besides for it being a great task in making your clients and friends and family feel more comfortable around you and feel that you are interested in them, comfortable around you, you will actually be a happy person the more you smile. It's the greatest trick for depression. We're gonna, this is definitely, so smile. Regarding eye contact, it really depends on your culture and the person you're dealing with. Feel free to do a little research uh, if you know that you have a client from a different culture that uh, you're gonna be spending time with. Uh, For example, in uh, European North American middle class culture, it's a sign of interest. However, in uh, Latin, um, Latin groups or na- Native Americans, eye, can't, eye contact by the young is a sign of disrespect. So while you're trying to show your interest, 
and you are expressing your interest, it may be received, perceived by your client as a sign of disrespect, even an insult. Um, certain traditional Native American uh, Inuit or Aboriginal Australian groups avoid eye contact in general, especially when they're talking about something very serious. So keep that in mind. Your vocal qualities, your tone and speech uh, speed show a lot about how you are feeling. Uh, again, we cannot look into someone's mind. We have to take all the cues that are given. And the way that they're speaking is a tremendous way. It's a big giveaway. And we have to use that to our advantage. For example, clearing a throat can be a sign of discomfort. And the way you react to that can either settle that discomfort or aggravate it. So bear that in mind. Make note of this and say, okay, there's a discomfort level here. Respond to that appropriately. There is a concept called verbal underlining. When you're writing a paper, there are certain words and phrases that you may make bold or you may underline to express your emphasis and your, like, care. When you're trying to convey a message through that, um, you, people do that in speech without, you know, actually clicking the bold or the underline button. When you're saying over a story and you get to a very intriguing or scary part, you'll start speaking slower and quieter. But when it's exciting or rushed or things are going nuts or a lot of things happening and you want to give over that ha havoc, you'll speak louder and you have to understand that when your client is talking to you, they are underlining as they speak. What are some examples of these cues that you could pick up and use for your empathy uh, in general when talking about something critical, a real issue that is difficult for them to talk about, you can expect lower speech volume. The proper response to that is to match that volume, share in the seriousness of what he's sharing. Next we have body language. Uh, many, many of you may be familiar with the ideas. The underlying key foundation of body language, which must be kept in mind, is that everyone is different. In North American, uh, your, your average North American will feel comfortable with a little more than an arm's length distance. Some, European, some English prefer a little more distance. There is no set rule. Uh, for example, in regards to gender, women tend to feel more comfortable with closer distances than men. Um, your personality may play a role in this. Introverts need a little more distance than extroverts. Uh, children and, and the young tend to adapt for closer distances. Uh, the topic of conversation can very well play a role in which body language you should be providing for your client. Uh, difficult top topics or person personal misbehaviors may call for a little more personal space. Um, personal relationships. Um, you know, friends and, and, and couples tend to be closer, but when there's a disagreement, you'll notice maybe they're sitting a little further apart from each other. Uh, um, each person is unique. You can't place people with physical disabilities in any one group. A uh, person who uses a wheelchair versus... Um, you know, or someone with cerebral palsy 
or Parkinson's disease. Someone who's lost a limb or a client who has a physical dis, uh, uh, disfiguration or some uh, maybe a, a skin burn. Their body language and speaking styles will vary. Attend to each client as a unique and complete person. Ensure that your working space makes necessary physical accommodations. See this through. Start with the end in mind and realize that you never know who's going to be sitting in your office. Prepare for them. Make sure that they will feel comfortable. We're going to pick up with verbals in our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something and gained something from this podcast. Please share with me any comments or questions that you have. Email me at askmetherapy at gmail.com. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.